I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Nicholas and Mage of Death. Let's go into last week's poll question, Mage. Sure, last week's poll question. We wanted to know about your experience on the new ladder. We had 12 votes. Thank you, everybody that responded. 41.7% said they have had a great experience on the ladder so far. 25% said a good experience. 16% said meh, not really much of a difference. And 16% said not so good experience. So mostly positive, but there's definitely a, uh, a contingent there that didn't really feel like it's as good a change as, as maybe uh, the uh, the larger contingent has thought. So interesting. We've got a poll question for this week's episode. We'll give you at the end of the show and please give us your opinion and we'll talk about it on next week's show. Okay. News. I will have to say before we go too deep into it, uh, this is the highest number of people hitting legend I've ever seen. Yes, I would agree. Like there was, <laughs> there were five digits, like five days in or something stupid like that. Like, Oh my God, literally everybody is hitting legend. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry, quite, I, mean, I was, yeah. I was just, on the I've, doorstep of rank one today, and then I saw some demon hunters, and now I'm not on the doorstep. <laughs> I had some priest mirror matches, and I'm... Oof, yeah. Yes, so, four hours later, I'm down two stars. May, 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 maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so let's completely, roll. Completely railroaded my attempt to get Nikolaus to help me get the legend, you know, co-oping, and then and then by by talking about priest mirror matches, which yes, those those need to like die in a fire because I've done a few of those and I just I hate myself for hey, a long if, time. Hey, if Nikolaus is helping anyone, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to news. Um, so. I'm sure you know that podcast we did last week that was totally irrelevant a day later. (laughs) The day I published it, yeah. The day I I don't say irrelevant, but we out of date. We we definitely uh, prognosticated there would be some changes, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just didn't know that how quickly those changes would come. Yeah, we didn't know it would be within 36 hours, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Shockingly enough, uh, Skull of Gul'dan went from five mana to six. And it's still really, really good. I would say still busted. So, yes, if you're playing Demon Hunter, keep on it. So, um, in Prison Aten, uh, the mana cost went from five to six. Um, I've seen... It a, is really bad now. Yeah, uh, I've, se- I've seen a lot less of them, except for like the, like, the mid-range, like... Kind of, they should be cutting it. I've seen yeah. a lot other debt lists, including the War Blades of Azanoth now. Yeah. Um, instead of the well, instead of the War Blades, but as well as instead of the Anten, um, it was very good against anything that wasn't an aggro deck, which is basically all I was playing on day one. So that was why I had my experience with it uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, after playing Demon Hunter and slower decks, yeah, the Anten absolutely deserved this nerf, and now it's. Really, really bad because it doesn't get to attack until like turn, turn nine. Eight. Yeah. But it, it awakens on turn yes, eight it. and then it attacks on turn nine, and at that yeah. point, it's really, really bad. So that's fair. 
So I-Beam outcast mana cost increased from 0 to 1, which interestingly enough, if you draw it from Skull of Gul'dan and moves into an outcast position, it no longer costs 0. <laughs> it's, it's a mana increase. When it yes, comes, I found that out today. Position. Yeah, I was like, alright, I'll just cast this. Oh. <laughs> so, outcast overrules uh, mana reduction as well. So, just keep that in mind when you're, when you're going for I-beams there. And uh, the Eldarki Warblades uh, durability went from three to two, which obviously is very, very necessary to there. So this has almost killed the card. It is still being seen in like the combo decks, yes. but as far as like the tempo and mid range decks, they've uh, almost completely cut it because yeah, it's it's not as good anymore because it was way, 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 way too good uh, before. A two mana or a three mana two three weapon with lifesteal when you can increase your attack. Very easily. It was yeah. just, it was almost always a like three mana heal yourself to full. Um Yeah. While also dealing like fifteen damage to your opponent. So yeah. Yeah, you were you were very rarely healing for less than nine with with that with that card. Yeah. And and likely it was closer to twelve to fifteen at the very least, uh, across those three turns, and it just was ridiculous. Yeah. But how how crazy is it that they announced the change, and it was implemented the same day? So, like, like they had to band-aid this, like... Yeah, um, it was, I don't, it was <laughs> definitely a band-aid thing. So, like, they didn't even change it client-side. They changed it server-side. So, if you were mm-hmm. playing a game between, like, Wednesday night and uh, Thursday morning... When you played the card, it just had a red number. Yes, on exactly. It. As if and it was, it yeah, increased. Yeah. yeah, and there wasn't because you couldn't. They couldn't put the change in the client. They just had to change it server side because they needed the nerfs out so quickly. Because oh my god, Skull of Gul'dan was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also by far the fastest they've ever made a card change. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Which is leads up to a whole bunch of problems and stuff that. We'll probably be talking about it in a bit later because people were upset. Yeah, it just and it they shocked, still are upset. It, 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 it shocked me that they were actually, you know, because of all the things that they've said in the past about trying to get changes implemented and get them uh, in, and as to why things have taken as long as they have, to see that they actually had a process and were able to implement something as quickly, I. I I commend them for doing it. At the same time, I kind of shake my head a little bit. Like, what was all that talk before now? The, the numbers they sort were of thing couldn't be done. They were definitely expecting, I think, to have to make a change quickly. I don't think they right. were expecting to have to make a change this quickly. This is why we got like the Band-Aid. But I think that right. they had an increase in focus on games um for the first 24 hours or whatever it was after the expansion and when it became very um apparent you know especially when it comes to these four cards that something needed to be done uh they were they already had like all the data and they were already looking at it and i assume they were already making like this decision about it like yeah Yeah. like within 12 hours or something right they were like Wednesday morning, they were making the starting to make trying to figure out what they might change, and then by like 
it was about by the time we got the announcement they've probably yeah. had everything decided and it was just implementing it on the server side yeah right. i yeah. mean it was i mean the win rate on hs for replay was what over 60 percent for demon i think Hunter the class as a i think they were yeah as a whole it was over 60 percent and then i think they were most or not most there were several decks that were over 70 percent yeah so yeah that's uh I think that that's is what, what we call beyond broken. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's why I feel like they felt comfortable acting so quickly. So, um, yep. So we'll kind of talk a little bit more about this in a minute here. So uh, expect more balance changes in the coming weeks, uh, according to XR. So when the first set of nurse were announced, he said it will be the first of several. The expectation should be that there will be a lot of balance iteration over the next few weeks. We'll be making changes a little bit more frequently until we feel that uh, DH is in a... What is DH? Demon Demon Hunter. Okay. Feel that Demon Hunter is in a fun, unique, and balanced state. And that is a tweet from Ixar. So... Yeah. uh, Yeah, there is going to be a balance patch this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's they, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, next so one. they did a kind of AMA and they answered a bunch of questions. I'm jumping ahead a little. Um, but they basically announced that. Well, I mean, they they did it with the uh, previous nerfs with the Skull of Godan nerf that they would be looking to make some more changes. Uh, this week. Um, and then we got a little bit more information on to what those cards may be. Uh, they said one to two Demon Hunter cards, Sacked Pack, Bad Luck Albatross, Frenzied Felwing, uh, KT, Kelthas Sunstrider, as well as uh, two wild cards that have been problematic um, would be getting looked at. Yeah. So next quote, we have another patch plan for late next week that will address for any further changes we want to make to construction, battlegrounds, or arena. So, and then Nicolaius just went over the cards that were being looked at, according to the RM or the Reddit AMA today. So, um, yeah, I think these are probably all good things at this um this point in time. So, we'll move into our next topic. Um, because although I am un, I am not happy with the state of the game at this moment in time, I have not threatened anyone at team five, um, you know, player, unhappy players quitting or threatening team five developers. I don't think, um, threatening developers is very helpful. I feel like if you're not happy playing the game, your options are, you know, you know, voice your voice your criticism constructively just be like this is my opinion um we were talking a little bit before the show try and you know pull the community see what everyone else is thinking see if you're you're alone in your feelings but you know just don't just don't immediately pretend that you're in a box no one can see you and tell someone to go die in a fire because that doesn't help anything that literally literally makes everything worse and and like it kind of filters out the potential uh helpful criticism to to um team five 
and they're not going to pay attention to what any you know what anyone's saying on social media if they have to filter through die 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 you know so it's it's pretty much just like offer your offer your criticisms in a way that isn't attacking them just be like here like for an example i think personally this is my daring outline this is my opinion i think the demon hunter glass was designed poorly i don't think it has a lot of weaknesses and it's just way too strong and it's core goals are pretty much do everything you want to do in card games well so like this is my opinion at this moment in time i'm not super happy with the game but i'm gonna hang in there i feel like i feel like leaving the game is also a valid opinion like you can be like all right well i don't like what this game is anymore i'm gonna stop playing it i think that's fair as well like just, I mean, I basically quit for a month in November, so I can I can state that that is a valid way to uh, deal with your problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, Final Fantasy VII remake is out right now, so I have I have some other stuff I can be doing. I have to finish Resident Evil Three, so like I'm still playing Hearthstone. I'm just let's put it this way: I feel like right now I had more fun in Doom in the Tomb, and that was. Oh. Ouch. Yes. Ouch. Yes, that is my that's my opinion. I sent out a tweet on on last Wednesday and said like I don't think I've ever lost interest in the meta this quickly. So, and that was before the nerves have changed and like I'm still not super into it. I'm still playing the game, so I still feel like I can speak to it at least to some extent. So, you know, that's that's me, and I feel like that what I'm saying is a positive way to institute criticism, whereas, like, I have, you know, somewhat of a public voice because we're putting out a podcast. It's kind of my responsibility also, and the, this podcast responsibility, not to be just, you know, exactly, you know, toxic dumpster, dumpster fires, you know, <laughs> you know, we're not going to spout a bunch of stuff that isn't necessary i think we're gonna take a look and criticize when we feel like it's needed but we're not going to attack people so um yeah so that's anything yeah yeah i mean i i definitely saw a lot of this there was a lot of players that were dismissing others disrespecting others threatening other players as well as the developers and it it was it was pretty ugly I, I'm not going to lie, and I and I, it it gets to me. I mm-hmm. I, I actually I'm demon hunter losses aside. I am actually kind of enjoying myself right now, and it's difficult to to see that, uh, see all that going on. I, I mean, I I I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I try to interact with a lot of people and it was just really difficult seeing all of that, all of these ugly exchanges and people dismissing or disrespecting and or, or all this sort of thing. And it was just, it was just really tough. And it's like, I, I want everybody to enjoy themselves. I want people to have fun. And I know that's not going to happen all the time for everybody. And I want people to be able to share what they're not happy about but they have to do it in a very civil and a very constructive way 
And they, there's ways to do that, and there's ways not to do that. And we saw an example. Uh, XR retweeted an, an example of, of a way that it, it, it isn't right. And, and I just, I, I think we need to just, I, I know things are difficult right now with everything going on in the world. And I feel like everything out there is creeping into everything else. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to, to do things that maybe aren't even intended to happen. And I just think people need to stop, take a moment, take a breath, and then lay out their what they want to say in a more civil and constructive manner. And and I think everybody gets what they want that way. I I think Team Five wants to hear our opinions on things, and I think that they are listening to the things that we're saying. And I think the AMA today and the cards that they're talking about nerfing show that they're listening to what we're saying. We just it doesn't yes maybe some of it took too long to happen but there there's nothing is going to expedite that process or the saying things that are disrespectful or dismissive or threatening isn't going to make that any faster and so i just i i definitely wanted us to talk about this and i think you said a lot of great things and uh, and i appreciate where you're where you're coming from with, with your thoughts on the Demon Hunter. And I, I definitely understand. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I just definitely, I'm glad that we talked about it because I think that there's, it, you need to shine a light on that stuff and mm-hmm. make, to try and be the disinfectant for it to go away. And yeah. I know it's never going to completely go away, but we have to try and we have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a lot of heat of the moment things going on right now. And, you know, I mean, I'm going a little bit stir crazy myself right now as, you know, I am generally someone who goes out and sees my friends at least, you know, once a week, I generally get together with my friends to play, you know, board games or do a role playing games, you know, you know, pretty regularly. And I've been at my, at my house, like going out to a park maybe once a night or, you know, just doing something. So like, I understand very easily how you could just lose your patience and just say something, but like, just slow down, take a deep breath. And like, if you feel like you're just, if you, you know, when the rage is coming, you know, when you're about to lose it and you're just, you know, when you're upset, just, set down your phone step away from your computer you're going to feel better like and if you don't well if you don't feel better about the game then just don't come back to it for a while there's there's other options you can read a book there's like there's so much other there's there's a lot of other constructive things you can do with your time in this world um and like hearthstone's an escape it's a game it's meant to be fun let's have fun I know it's not always the most fun. Like I said, I here I'm I am pulling for the game to get better. And I'm not having a lot of fun with it right now. But I'm pulling for the game to get better. So like that's just I'm I just feel like we just need to take a deep breath and there's the world's gone crazy right now and it's just it's <laughs> I would like one sane space. <laughs> so yep. that's what this is supposed to be. 
exactly. So, so let's let's keep it, or let's try and get it there and keep it there. Exactly. So, Nikolai, do you have anything you want to add before we move on to our main topic? Sorry, I was piling firewood for the bonfire. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you were sharpening the pitchfork. I was. I went to the pitchfork and porium and everything. Um, down with the devs, burn. No, I'm just kidding. There, these guys are human too. They're not just robots. If they were robots, you know, like I don't know what that's going with. But like these are real people with real emotions, and just pooping on them won't make anything better because people don't listen when you're not being very polite. And just random comments about that don't provide any um, suggestions on. You know what might be a problem. Just saying your game sucks and you suck. You know that doesn't really do anything. Sorry um, if you believed otherwise. Um, at the same time, I know that there was a large focus of this toxicity on the wild community. This isn't just the wild community. This is people from all over. I think that it's just the wild community has been. I think they've had a bad reputation for a while and part of it is how few changes that they've been getting and how long it takes for those changes to happen and it I think that the boiling point kind of came at the same time as all of this demon hunter stuff I think it was just an eruption of um of of pent up frustration so I I understand that but a lot of the ways that they were taking it out wasn't um, it, it wasn't helpful, I guess. Um, and I can understand the feeling of helplessness that some of them would have after some long of being feeling neglected. But that's not a reason to do this. Like I said, it wasn't just the wild community. It was a lot of standard players doing this as well. It was a lot of arena players doing this as well. So this was from all over the place, and I get the frustration, but this is just not the way. If you want change, then this is not the way that you do it, and if you don't want change, like, delete your tweet. Yeah. I, honestly, like, it sometimes can feel better to just write out something extremely rude and violent, hateful, and then just delete it. Like without, don't obviously don't send it, then delete. Just yeah. straight up delete it, um, because you get those emotions out of you, and once they're out of you, you can feel. You know, you can start to think about things a little bit more rationally. Yeah, um, but don't freaking send toxic death threat tweet burning fires garbage to people. I don't think that people who listen to this are doing this, but. If you maybe you know somebody or you follow somebody who is on Twitter who is doing these things and honestly shining a spotlight on them and bringing light to the fact that they are doing it is super embarrassing and hopefully they would change from that. So yes, let's let's hope and uh, portray positivity because that's the the factor that ultimately matters the most here. So yeah, I think that's very well put. So. 
Um, after that bit of emotional segment, <laughs> um, let's go to our main to top main topic and let's de- break down uh, current meta decks. So specifically, and then Demon, Demon Hunter. Hunters. Yep. So let's start out with tempo. Um, you want to kind of break it down, Nicholas? Yeah, sure. I haven't played a lot of Demon Hunter, but I've gone up against it enough to kind of know what I'm talking, <laughs> to know what's going on. Um, Tempo Demon Hunter is the most common list that I've been going up against. Um, you basically want to be playing your one drops on one, your two drops on two, your three drops on three, using your hero power and twin slice whenever you can to buff up your minions like the Battle Fiend and the Seder, um, as well as activate the guy who can't remember his name, but the 7-4 on 5 who has an eviscerate attached to him for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, they have a lot of strong things and they're basically just trying to put out... They have, like, the best statted minions on turn uh, 1 and turn... uh, Turn 1, turn 2, turn 3. They have the best statted minions with both the Battle Fiend, the Umbral Blades, and the Seder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the follow-up with the Eviscerate guy. They have the follow-up with uh, the Skull of Gudan and then the Priestess um, of Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the tempo decks right now are typically topping out at the Skull of Gul'dan. Yes. They're not even running the Priestess. Yeah. They're, they're, and then they've got the Metamorphosis Legendary spell and Kane Sun Fury to kind of push that last little bit of little bit of damage but that that's where the warglaives have really shined i think right now is once one in this tempo match of the fact that you can play the warglaives of nazoth or azanoth excuse me and can do three damage to a minion and keep attacking minions or go face it allows you to just push a bunch of damage right right there mm-hmm. yeah. yes especially if you have a satyr up Jeez, getting four, <laughs> getting to clear their board and put a bunch of uh, two twos in pl- their place is pretty fun. So, by the way, Glavebound Adept is the uh, okay s- seven attack eviscerate on a stick that you're referring to. I just, I just always Glaive thought of it adapt. as why was this card printed? <laughs> 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 I know it's four. It's wow. Ooh, I feel like it's, it's overstated. Th- it's essentially a three mana seven four because you yeah. include the abyss right onto it. It's it's nasty. Yeah, it um, really is. Yeah, so that this is one of those common uh, type that you'll be seeing. Um, so just assume that um, the aggro is just the more aggressive version of it. Um, intends to include more one drops like the battle mage, whereas the tempo. I haven't seen the Battle Mage in the Tempo. Um, I've also seen... I don't know if this is the same as the Token, because I've seen that, where it's uh, has, like, the Rush guys with the Naga 3-1. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the same list or not, but I've seen that. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is just, like, the, the more streamlined, quick version of there, the... Uh... Okay. Yeah, th- so they're... Agar was actually more popular like the first few hours after launch and stuff. Muzzy had a had a build very early on that uh, that was very aggressive, and uh, I think that's where the 
Frenzied Fellwing came from mm-hmm. that's in the Tempo deck now and, and some of those sorts of things. And so it just, it was trying to kill you by turn five, basically. And, and you know, it still had the Skull Gul'dan for, for reload and stuff, but it was just, I'm going to overwhelm you right from the start and you're just never going to be in this game. And that's kind of died off now because the tempo has gotten to be so popular because the tempo version just allows you a little bit more longevity Mm -hmm. and and allows you to kind of uh, recover a little bit in that if you you can you can lose the board a little bit with the tempo deck because you have altruist the outcast and can get back on the board with him or or can still find the way to get the damage uh while the aggro version was just like if you lost the board you're done basically or right. there's one big taunt or something like that right mm-hmm. so after that we have the mid-range which is very similar to the tempo but is running the priestess it's also running the uh the 4-4 that discounts the demon um so you can tend to get the priestess out on five yeah. Which is obviously very, very powerful. Um, so, Priestess of Fury is extremely, extremely strong. Yeah, we um, were talking about her before the beginning of the episode. Think of it as a uh, one less cost, better attacking Ragnaros that you can carry two of them in your deck. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is as good, if not better, than Ragnaros, in my opinion, and I think several other people's opinion. Um, so so if savannah hymane is the legendary that you can run two of in hunter the priestess is definitely the legendary you can run two of in demon hunter right now yeah so this is apps so the priestess is the app is the only real reason to be running mid-range instead of tempo um if you don't want to run as the priestess and just play tempo but i think that the uh the priestess is worth running um because yeah it's pretty insane oh yeah, um, yeah. And then there's the otk deck which is using kt to try to immune demon twice and metamorphosis and basically they're trying to hit you for i think they can do 22 with a two inner demons four twin slices plus the warblades and then try to finish you off with the metamorphosis blast over the next like two turns they can do 30 Um, in a turn with metamorphosis i know it's possible i've died from 30 okay yes but it's it a lot of the time it like it's an we say it's otk a lot of the times it's over two turns yeah but um yeah a lot of the time their damage is capped around 20 unless they go really high roll so Usually the 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 reason it seems to be a one turn kill is because they have such a good early game and they battle fiend you and hit you in the face once or twice mm-hmm. and so you're down to about eighteen maybe twenty twenty two health and then all of a sudden they go off on this like turn seven or turn eight Kalth, uh Kalthos Sunstrider turn that allows them to just you know get the get this one turn kill because you're because you weren't at full health at that point anyway yeah Mm. um this is definitely a very it's a strong deck but it i think that's it has its fair share of counters um this one suffers more from taunts than anything else um especially like 
if you can bait out the silences fairly early because they need that chip damage in um so if you're a deck with a lot of taunts then they can get to a point where they can no longer deal that 20 damage to face um and that at that point they can't really do anything um so this if you're interested in this one we don't know if it's actually going to be sticking around after the potential kt nerf um but at least for right now um it is strong, but it's also hard to pilot and more easily countered if uh, played poorly, I would say. Also, I feel like uh, Altruist is another part that is pretty important to this deck because it can help push a little bit of extra chip damage from what I've seen. And um, yeah, I feel like if Altruist is getting hit as well then this deck might just be sunk and i don't consider that a bad thing yeah. i was surprised at how quickly they can yeah. cycle through their deck be, because they're running novice engineers they're running they typically are running the uh the blood mage thalanos uh yeah. the mm -hmm. one thing it does have going for it is it's running the immolation aura and some of that so it and it has the 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 uh the silence uh, and draw a card so there it 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 can be but also can't it, it there there are certain decks that it actually is is pretty solid against you know when it comes to trying to figure out how to counter it or some things that it can do that that the other versions of demon hunter can't necessarily go uh with like Going wide against Demon Hunter tends to be fairly good, unless it's the OTK, because the Immolation Aura tends to to do that. Also, ta taunts are aren't necessarily as great, like multiple taunts, uh, because of the silence effect and, and that sort of thing. So there's it, it's definitely a little bit different when it comes to countering versus kind of the other three versions that I think you can you can kind of approach in a similar fashion and, and have success. Um, yeah, for sure. I would like to also complain about mana burn. I, I was about the, to mention. Yeah, that I don't like mana burn. Yeah, this so is good. the only version I think that is running mana burn. Yes. Um, you won't really see it. I mean, you won't really see the silence in any of the other versions as well. Um, and the uh, was it spectral sight? The two mana draw with the outcast draw another one. That one I've very rarely seen in anything outside of this version as well, basically because you just want to be drying as much as possible, right? Um, whereas mm. the other decks are more are concerned about having minions on the board as opposed to drying as much. Um, um, I've seen a lot of Spectral Sight in like the more tempo-y version. The, the tempo one's running it, too. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that as much, so maybe they just haven't been drying it. But Yeah. I, I mean, so aside, like... Uh, I know it just I don't like the two less mana. Something rubs me the wrong way about that card, and that just might be my own personal preference. Like that might just not like I like I feel like uh, uh the pistol bully boom pistol bully like targets a specific kind of minion, and it makes it hard for you to pay that play that kind of minion. You just take away two mana crystals for one. It's I'm like yeah. I, I hate this so much. I hate that card. And that's just I'm not not saying anything from a design point. I just hate that card. 
So. Yeah. And then the final one is the Highlander version, um, which, to be honest, is not... It's not seeing a lot of play, um, at least from my experience. There are people who are definitely playing it. Because, I mean, like, Demon Hunter has a ton of very, very strong cards, so it's very easily just to pick, like... 28 Demon Hunter cards, Zephyrus, and Alex Draws, and you have yourself a solid deck. Yeah. Um, but it's generally harder to, to uh, have a game plan and stick with it and support it with the Highlander. Um, like it, You're still going to have success playing it because it's Demon Hunter right now, but it's just definitely not as popular as uh, the tempo and mid-range stuff I've been seeing. Yeah. Uh- the win rate stats on HS Replay suggest it's it's only about a fifty to fifty two percent win rate deck. Uh, so it, they're definitely uh, if you're the games are longer as well. So it feels like if you're if you're going to be playing Demon Hunter, you're probably doing the tempo with the mid range or or the OTK uh, rather than trying to do the Highlander deck right now. There, there was definitely some experimentation with it. There's definitely, uh, a bunch of really good cards that you could put one ofs in, in a Highlander deck for Demon Hunter, but it's, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's seeing as much play after, after the first few days. Also remember Zephyrus goes in OTK too, because you draw your deck that fast. That's true. Yeah. Ugh. So let's go through some of the power cards. Let's look at Skull of Gul'dan first. Um, it's still really good. It's still essentially negative three mana for the cost of the card in the outcast position. Even if it isn't in the outcast position, I mean, it's still six mana draw three cards, which Druid happily play, pays for, you know. <laughs> so... um. I feel like it's okay in the uh, outside the outcast position. It's uh, the best top deck in the game right now uh, on turn six or later. I feel like so. Yeah, uh, in spite of the in spite of the mana change, it's still in every standard demon hunter deck. It is the primary way that you're drawing cards because not only does it draw cards. But in the outcast position, it reduces the mana cost. And and like for the OTK, you actually need that mana cost reduction potentially to to uh, allow you to have the OTK go off. Exactly. Uh, next up, Battle Fiend. Uh, it's a really it's a snowballing one drop that gets plus one attack every time your hero attacks. I mean, it's one of if not. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the best uh, one drops ever printed. Yeah, um, probably top three. Um, yeah, Undertaker I, would be one. Undertaker's and... number one every single time. Right. Um, and I'm not sure what the. I would probably say Mana Worm is stronger. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because it was especially if you were going second, it was a turn one, two, three a lot of the time, which is. Uh, it, One health actually, more than this. So yeah, it's like <laughs> it's it's better than small time buccaneer and small time buccaneer in its heyday was really freaking good too. Yes, it was. I mean, if we're taking it in isolation, then yes. But assuming that uh, you didn't draw patches, it was uh, yeah. 
yeah, but that was two cards, so yeah, I can was... understand. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also not going to count patches because you never, if you were playing him, then you were sad. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was yeah. the worst one drop to play in the games. Yes, if you had to play him. Yeah, but I mean, so it's the the fact that it has two health, the fact that it it scale you know scales each time your your hero attacks. I mean, there's no. A lot of times it just ends up being a flame imp without the downside of flame imp as early as turn one. And it, it's 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 absolutely crazy. And it just snowballs from there. And mm-hmm. yeah. like you you literally just have to remove that thing on site. And and it and it's in all of the all of the demon hunter decks because it is really that good. Yep. Next up you have Altruist, the legendary um, does one damage to all enemies when you play either far left or far right card, which who with demon hunter cards and having outcast positioning and mana reductions and things that have been reduced by skull of Gul'dan, you can empty your hand and do like eight damage to your opponent and their board. You can clear their board and just, uh, the, the, the conditions are right. And even that's like the amazing, like best case scenario. Most cases you can do three to four damage the turn you play him and still attack their face and have a board left over. So this card is just really, really strong. The one thing that I will say about this guy is that he's definitely not as good if you're, if you're behind. Correct. Um, If, the, the way that he is good is you have an established board, your opponent plays a taunt or something, um, or a couple of minions, and then it's your turn and you get to play Altruist plus a couple cards to clear their board and swing face. If you're behind, if you don't have a board and you play Altruist and start doing things, you're not really accomplishing a whole lot unless you're dealing lethal damage, um, and Altruist is just going to get killed off pretty easily. Um, so this isn't a card that you just play on turn three and hope he survives. This isn't really a card that you can play when you're losing. It's one of those cards that you play and basically secure yourself the win. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fact that you can do that three or four damage, maybe eliminate your opponent's current board. So then they have to reload and take an extra turn or two to kill you, which is maybe, the three or four damage plus that that ta- that turn or two that you have to get the lethal damage to your opponent is that time then that you hopefully have secured the victory for yourself uh, as the demon hunter player and so it's it's really it's really crazy to me that this is like the AOE card that also goes face and kind of helps you with the being able to win the game with regards to you know finding that last bit, bit bit of damage because yeah it, it it's gonna die when when you put when you play that card after your turn is over that's gonna be priority one kill for your opponent the question is is does it matter at that point have they put you at such a low life total or have they killed you uh and and, and a lot of times you're gonna see it when it's advantageous for the demon hunter or in a desperation point as the demon hunter and uh in both case, in one case it's it's really good. In one case, obviously, it's a lot less good. But it it still might help them potentially win the game. 
you can pick up the couple points you need to finish up a game, even from a bad position. So, yes, but it's like Nikolai say, it's it's not a card you drop on turn three and be like, well, I hope this here survives because, you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So yeah. next up we have the Seder Overseer. The It's a good minion to start building or rebuilding a board. It's the uh, three mana, four, two. Uh, whenever your hero attacks, summon a 2-2. So. This is often seen after an AoE is played, uh, especially if you go, like, turn 1, Battle Fiend, turn 2, Umbro, uh, Blades, turn 3, any minion, basically. Uh, it, that generally warrants a removal from your opponent, um, and at that point, it's pretty safe to put down the Seder, hero power, attack base, and now you have a threatening board that can grow if it's not dealt with. Um, and yeah, that it's it can be hard to deal with um, if you just had to use a removal. Um, or a couple or a couple small uh, you know, your use your minions to trade or or use the the, the spot removals on on the uh, the battle fiends and that sort of thing, it, it it can snowball pretty quickly if it if it's not dealt with. Especially now that you're seeing the warglaves of Azanoth in the deck, you can and it can attack multiple multiple times in a turn. You can you can build a really big board very quickly with the overseer. Yeah. Um, next, we have the I beam, which is the three mana. Uh, Life steal, deal three man uh, damage to a minion, outcast. This cost one. Um, it's just a really strong removal. Three he, deal three damage to minion, heal three damage or three. Um, it's life gain when you're gonna use your faces and your life is a resource. This is a tool that'll help you push through and um help sustain you a little longer. So. Yeah, most decks have cut the Warblades uh, after their nerf, but most decks are still running the I-Beam um, because it's just it's still very effective. I mean, a one-mana deal three, heal three is an insane card, and it's concerning the whole theme about uh, Demon Hunter is to get these cards into the outcast position. Yeah, you're still going to be playing this. Yep. So next we have the other legendary, Kane Sunfury. Um ignores your attacks and uh ignore taunt he has charges three five um got a you know pretty it's an okay body at four turn four um and it helps you push through those last couple taunts if there's taunts in your way and you only have a couple damage left to go this ignores them or it lets you reach through your opponent's board to deal with something that is a problem for you one way or another. So it's usually just face though. If you have to use it for that kind of removal, you're probably in some other kind of trouble. Yeah. Depends. Uh, uh, this is basically, this is absolutely fine to play on turn four and trade off a minion. I, yeah. I was actually going to say, uh, I've been playing a lot of the, the spell druid deck and I have, I can definitely say I've seen that, on curve a lot and and it does actually kind of another another card that your opponent then has to figure out a way to answer because you don't want to have to keep dealing with like presumably one of the ways that you're going to 
to stabilize against Demon Hunter is you're going to play taunts, and this allows them to just ignore your taunt. So trying to figure out how to do five damage to this thing on turn four can be can be a lot rather difficult for a lot of classes. Yep. And then finally, a neutral card, which is Kalthos, which is required for OTK. Uh, six mana, four, six. Every third spell you cast costs zero. Yes. When you have an eight mana spell that gives you plus eight attack and a, a zero mana spell that gives you another zero mana spell that gives you one attack each. And then that third spell is an eight attack you know, plus, so that's 20 right there if I'm just doing some quick math without anything else. So. And I mean, so so we've listed four, six, seven cards here, and we could easily throw a few more on there. We were talking about yeah. how good Priestess of Fury was. You know, we, we the Metamorphosis spell is ridiculous. Do it, you know, you pay that five mana, but then you could do 10 damage for two mana. They're, they're the, you know, the Warglaives, the Adept. There are so many good cards. Even the freaking Crimson Sigil Runner, the the, the mm-hmm. one mana two one that draws a card in the outcast position. There's just so many good cards that, that are in Demon Hunter. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So how do you beat Demon Hunter? I mean, there's a lot of Demon Hunter on the ladder. So you're asking yourself, what do I do to beat it? Well... The first route you can go, and seems to be a very popular one right now, is Galakrond Warlock. Um, you've got you've got a lot of life gain, especially after that two four demon that uh, all the minions... Moarg Artificer. Yeah, I told you that was going to be good. I said that <laughs> yeah. was going to be good in the review. You can go back and listen to it. I said I was going to. I good. missed it. I did not consider uh, any situation which it would be good. But hey, uh, dealing eight to a minion and healing for eight is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. I still think. Um, also, uh, yeah. the ba- the main reason why people are playing Galakrond Warlock, um, it's not that it's not the Plague of Flames. It's not the Craze Netherwing. It's Sacrificial Pact. Yep. That's basically it. And if. Sacrificial Pact gets nerfed as we expect it to. Uh, this deck is going to drop in power. It's still going to be probably good, um, but the main reason why people are playing it is because you could take that Priestess of Fury that they spent so much mana to play and kill it and heal for a zero mana. Um, that shouldn't be a thing anymore. So yeah I agree. yeah that that's totally seems fair to spend zero mana heal for five and destroy their six seven minute minion they paid seven mana for yeah. jeepers uh yeah i agree it shouldn't work that way but also i don't want to give the demon hunter another the the thing it also the thing that it did was with your highlander decks it gave zephyrus something to do against them that was pretty effective early on. You pretty much always had a gain five life, and that was a big deal. That is to why the Highlander decks were still somewhat playable right now in that matchup. So, um, you have Tempo slash Bomb Warrior. Um, yeah, with Risky Skipper, Armor Smith, Bomb Wrangler, you can gain a lot of armor and just put up things i mean most of their minions have what two life the a lot of their early game minions so you can control the game 
early on, and then later on, I mean, you have Execute, you have Brawl, you have the new Bouncing Blades. I forgot what it's called already, but that that card is very useful. Um, deal one man or da- one damage to all minions until something dies. That is a really good control tool. <laughs> Because you can just seriously, like, you can easily get a board state where, like, oh, well, I guess there's only seven sevens left on the board. And it kills two seven sevens for three mana. So, um, I was playing a little bit of, like, a control style warrior. And, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. They, they can control the game in the early game if you draw decently, so. Yeah. Uh, another way you can beat Demon Hunter is by doing what they want to do, but better, and yeah. by going Galakron Rogue, um, which is like, hey, I no. hear you like Skull of Gul'dan, so let's make <laughs> Galakron and Togwaigo, which are eh, on power level, but you have a lot more uh, removal-based tools with the backstab, with the SIs, uh, with the Maniacs, with all the lackeys that you generate. Seal Fate. Yeah, so you have a lot... You basically you basically have enough removal for every single threat that they can that the demon hunter can play. Uh, plus that you're what you have the uh, the weapon that will stick around, um, and then you can explode out of nowhere. And demon hunter has a really hard time dealing with those rogue swing turns that they are so famous for. Yeah, they can't deal with a big Edwin. Like if they get like a ten ten Edwin on turn three, well. If you're playing the Demon Hunter, you probably you might want to scoop unless you're running the uh, the OTK version and you can silence it. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not coming back from that. So next we have Big Druid. Um, turns out when you can cheat a bunch of mana, that seven seven that with taunt that dies and summons another seven seven with taunt. Um. That can be effective. <laughs> when Guardian's still really effective, it turns yeah. out can't be targeted with eye beams or any yeah. other spell. So yeah, that, that it it it's making sure you can find the ramp to, yes. to be able to play that stuff. And you know, like if it's Embiggen or or just like a regular big druid, it's just like that. Yeah. You're worried about those early turns and that they don't completely blow you out by turn six. But if they don't, then you could just start. The fact that you can put down multiple big taunts means that even, you know, you you could control the board that at that point, it's just getting to that point. Precisely. Yep. And then finally, uh, you can outheal the demon hunter. Uh, the most prominent way we're seeing is with priest. Um Priest has a lot of ways to make taunts. Um, they're running Bone Race, Convincing Infiltrators, the Cartoon Defenders, uh, and the new uh, Skeletal Dragon, I think it's yep. called. Um, so lots and lots and lots of taunts, and then lots and lots and lots of heals with the Renew, with the Penance, with the Holy Novas, with just the Hero Power, um, with the Water Bearers, along with the Cartoons that I just mentioned. They have a, enough life gain to you know you may take like 10 15 20 damage in the early turns but then it's uh quite likely that you that the priest will heal out of range um in the next couple turns uh due to all of their life gain and at that point uh, the demon hunter tends to slow down 
because the cards that they're playing on curve aren't as good anymore um, as they are in the early three-ish turns. Um, plus, yeah. Frist has just a ton of AoE with the Holy Nova, with the Breath of the Infinite, um, with the Shadow Ward Ruin. It's very hard for the Demon Hunter to have a board that sticks for more than a turn. Yeah, when you have a lot of two health minions, having uh, someone who carries around four two damage AOEs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not match up good for any satyrs or battle fiends. So, or that charge murloc, or the uh, the rush murloc. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna cover you know our this week's uh, rundown of Demon Hunter, which will be drastically different by the next time we broadcast <laughs> as nerfs will be coming so um mage you want to give us our poll question for this week yeah so we were we were talking a little bit during the news section about our thoughts on the expansion and hearthstone in general right now so we'd like to know how are you feeling about ashes of outland and hearthstone in general right now do you feeling great are you feeling good not so good or bad so those are are the choices please uh think about it vote tell us tell us what you think feel free to comment on it if you'd like remember keep it constructive if you do keep it civil all that good stuff and uh we will talk about the results of that poll as well as any comments you'll leave for us in the poll on next week's show yep as for the show you can find us on twitter at dr 3hs you can email the show at dr 3hs at gmail.com uh go to the twitter and find her discord at the top pin tweet Come hang out with us and chat and whatnot. We're always pretty much around. And you can find me at Daring Alkaline. Nicholas? I'm on Twitter at Nicholas123. And Mage. I am on Twitter at MageDeath. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageDeath. We had a Doctor 3 co-op last week on on stream with uh, Nicholas and Mage playing some Pure Paladin. Yes, it, it went well. We we uh, face we we got ran over by a demon hunter, as as can happen. And then mm -hmm. uh, then we we pushed through with a with a, a few wins and and got got me up to rank five at that point. So that was that was really great. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. Whoa, I, I, I wasn't prepared. Uh, boom. <laughs>